there, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine, coach in life, back from summer vacation. That's right. I took the summer off, and it was a really cool reason. Actually, my podcast editor had her fourth baby, so we batched all those episodes that if you want to listen to or have been listening to the summer, way back in the spring, and had them all done. So this is my first podcast recording in, like, forever. And I'm so excited for the guest that I have today. He, that's right, it's an XY chromosome. You know, I don't have many of those on here, but it always is great to have one. Dr. Blake Jones is coming to talk to us today from the XY perspective and on physician dad burnout. So I'm really excited to have him on as a guest. You'll hear all about our story and how we got to know each other. And more importantly, just to see that this is not a one size fits all problem or solution either way. So before I jump into the interview, I got to tell you about our sponsor today and pay some bills. So as a medical professional, you should be focused on fixing people's health. But as a key decision maker in your practice, you have to figure out how to grow your patient volume, keep up with your views, and how to stay connected on social. You don't have time for that. You went to medical school, not marketing. Well, good news. Your team at Advanced Media did. Their Pyramid of Success was created for professionals just like you. The pyramid has six stages that when combined creates the ideal digital presence. Give them just 30 minutes of your time to do a consult with you. We would bet you are doing some things really well, and there might be some areas you can improve. Just for spending your time with them, they'll give you a $60 Amazon gift card. So don't delay booking your demo today. Go to doctorspodcastnetwork.com backslash advice media. That's doctorpodcastnetwork.com backslash A-D-V-I-C-E-M-E-D-I-A, advanced media. Welcome to the podcast, my friend and fellow colleague, Dr. Blake Jones. It's great to have you here on Dr. Me First. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. All right. Well, I know you're a listener turned guest, so tell all the other listeners out there who you be and what you're doing in the world. Like I said, like you said, Blake Jones, I'm an MSK radiologist and got hooked up with Aaron via my own journey of just sort of burnout and trying to figure out you know, how to be in this life of being, uh, being, uh, an attending physician out of training a couple years. And so now we've been, uh, coaching along and I'm, uh, starting on some, some new things, tra- starting at the beginning of my own, uh, hopefully journey into coaching and all that. So, uh, that's, that's where I am. That's right. And I talked to you to come into the podcast. Cause I'm like, come be a podcast guest. It's not that hard. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited to have you here. And the topics we're going to roll around today, we're going to talk about man burnout, which I'm super excited about to talk about the differences and also talk about the uber amount of overlap between the sexes and burnout. We're going to talk a little bit about your experience and we're going to talk about your baby business that you're getting going. It's just super exciting. It's going to be awesome. So talk a little bit about that. Talk about your experience in medicine and like realizing like, holy shit, I think I might be burned out. You know, I came out of training and was obviously super excited to start as a, as an attending, you know, first full-time job. And, and I feel like there had been something off for a while and it was, but it was just, 
it kept being what I would think to myself basically is, you know, oh, when I'm done being an intern, it'll be better. No, oh, okay, well, well, you know, residency is rough. When that's done, you know, it'll be better, and 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 so on and so forth. And got to attending life and realized, like, wow, you know, there is something really off. And was finding myself the more I went on, even very early into my job, feeling just sort of unfulfilled. I guess would be the best word to describe it. And so we had been looking around, you know, my wife was kind of in a similar place too. And and she actually stumbled across Aaron, your website. And was like, Hey, maybe this could help us. <laughs> so, you know, we said, you know what, let's just give it a shot and fast forward. And it's been a few months now and now we're here. So I love it. And, you know, and that's the, the really cool thing. I love how I find people and actually you were the one that came and talked to me first. And, and you were like, well, you know, like, like my wife really needs to talk to you, but like I'm here because my schedule worked out. And I remember that phone call that we had together, that first one, because it's, it's always intriguing to me. And I think maybe it's a little imposter syndrome on my part where I'm like, oh, I can't coach guys. Like, I don't know. I don't know their experience. I can't coach guys. And that you were there and I, and you're a super cool guy and so relatable. Like I could, like just immediately meeting you, we had Notre Dame and con and connection and, you know, a lot of different things that I was just like, I can help them. I can help the Joneses. And then you got, got your wife on the phone with me too. Yeah. And we, we believed it too. And thank you by the way. And um, yeah, it just, it, it was, I, I actually remember saying in my first, I, I think when I scheduled the call or I sent you an email or something and I was like, Hey, you know, I, this is my problem. You know, it's a little form where you fill out like, what's your issue? And I was like, well, this is my issue. And oh, by the way, I hope it's okay that I'm a male. And you were like, it's totally fine. And I was like, okay, cool. That's good. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I loved it. And so it's kind of been a really cool experience coaching you guys, because we're actually doing couples coaching and like where I coach you one-on-one, I coach your wife one-on-one, and then we do some together sessions. And that has been a really cool process that I don't know. I'm not a dual physician household. So, but I remember you telling me like that you and her had really been rolling this around, like between each other, like ping pong balling it, and how by then both getting coached that it changed the dynamic. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously your spouse is probably, uh, hopefully, the person you talk to the most about, you know, sort of what's going on in your head and, and your life. And, but I, I think there reaches a point where you just, you know, each other so well, and you've heard everything that, that the other person has to say on the topic so much. And, and we happen to be, obviously, some people, you know, get married or, or are, you know, in a relationship with each other because they're sort of opposites and they attract. And some people are very similar. And we, we happen to be pretty similar. And, you know, so, so at a certain point, you run out of things to sort of help or try to tell the other person because you can only think about the things the way that, that you think about them. And, and, you know, like I believe you put it when we had our first call, we needed somebody who was on the outside of the water bottle, <laughs> you know, who could tell us what was on the label um, because we were in it. And that, that's kind of how it felt to me is that, is that we just sort of were, you know, had no way of, of helping each other anymore. Yeah. So you found yourself in attending life after fellowship, like, holy shit, I'm unfulfilled, even though like I did everything they told us to do. And 
I also get the vibes off of you that there was a lot of like cultural conditioning. Like I'm a dude, so I have to like man up about things. Talk a little bit about that cultural conditioning. Yeah, I think that, if, you know, especially in medicine, but obviously in all of our culture, there's a whole thing of just like men are, um, you know, you don't react to things by emoting about them. You just sort of man up. As, as the very common saying goes, not that, you know, sometimes that shouldn't be your approach to things, obviously, but at a certain point, you need to really deal internally with what's going on in your head. You can't just tell your brain to keep manning up uh, or, or toughing it out or whatever indefinitely, uh, and then expect to respond healthily to your, to your environment. Um, so th- that's how I experienced it. You know, it's just like, I, I felt like, my colleagues, you know, we're, we're just sort of going along and it's like, well, what, what's wrong with me that I feel this way? Nobody else seems to feel this way. And you really realize that you have no idea what other people are actually feeling, but the cultural conditioning, as you said, is what tells you that, you know, you don't talk about these kind of things with, with your, your male counterparts, you know, you don't, um, you don't go into this stuff. You don't have to, to describe uh, any emotion you might be feeling and things like that. So that was my experience of it. Yeah. And I remember you telling me you kind of felt like a fish out of water because some of the people in your group, they're all about like muscle cars and like hunting. And you're, you're like, I don't even really relate on that level. Right. And, and, you know, and I have no problem with those things and I'm happy that people are, you know, people are obviously into what they're into, but, but I, it just so happened for me that, um, yeah, I felt like I was, I was in a group of people that, that, um, at a certain level I had a hard time relating to because, you know, the stuff I was interested in wasn't as stereotypical quote unquote man stuff. And so what has been like some of the most instrumental lessons that you have either discovered on yourself or through the process of coaching? Well, a a ton of things, but um, I think most importantly, just learning how to going along with what we were talking about with cultural conditioning, instead of just saying, well, don't, you know, don't think about that or put that out of your head. Or if you're thinking about that, that's, that's a sign of weakness or whatever you want to call it. And, and really learning how to honestly, just how to cope with the thoughts in my head and realizing that, you know, not, not all of these things are always real or useful feelings, but, you know, you still have to deal with the feelings and, and you have to, realize, and I think this is one of the most powerful things that you've taught me is realizing what those things are trying to tell you rather than trying to brush things off, push things to the side, push it out of your head, just power through. No, what you need to do is, is yeah, maybe the feeling shouldn't run your life or you shouldn't uh, ruminate about it for weeks on end. But what you need to do is take that feeling and say, okay, feeling, what are you telling me? What do I need to do? What, what needs to change? And really trying to be, you know, trying to be true to who I really am and, and, and what I really wanted of my life. Mm -hmm. And I know when we first started coaching, that was a bit of a struggle because you kind of called yourself like a chameleon. Like I like this and then I like that. And then I switch over here and do that. And whenever we identified that as actually like a superpower of like your creativity and like your super learner ability and your adaptability to go from like one amazing thing to the next. I feel like that was like a pivotal shift that then like gave you the permission to explore more. 
instead of being ashamed of like, oh, I like to change what I like to do. Talk a little bit about that and how that has like triggered the thoughts of your new baby business. That revelation completely blew my mind for what it seems so simple. And even at the time, and still, I think, how could I not have realized such a thing myself? But I remember describing to you, you know, I've had all these different hobbies and, but, but I get to a certain point and then I'm kind of like, okay. And then I get interested in something else. And, and I'm never that person who's, who's delving so deeply into one particular topic. And, and obviously in medicine, that that's a thing that we see around us all the time. And, um, I, I almost felt ashamed, like you said that, well, I'm not the person who has delved so, so deeply into one topic. And I'm, I want to be the most expert thing on that. And, just realizing that it's no, what I actually like is I just like learning about a lot of stuff. And I liked, you know, I, I get interested in something for a while. I like that. And then I, I get interested in something else. And, and so that has, that was, I think that was like our first call. And and it really, like you said, enabled the rest of the sort of progress and, and revelations I feel like I had to, because it just allowed me to be honest with myself that, that's actually who I am and what I like. And so, as you said, going on to what I'm thinking about now, you know, I've always been interested in people. I'm interested in people's motivations. And I'm also interested in a lot of other stuff. Like I, I like yoga. I've, I read, I like to read books about all kinds of stuff, you know, um, and including, you know, Eastern religions and just whatever. Um, and I think that by virtue of being interested in all those things, I think that having a wide interest in humanity and just like the human experience and different perspectives on things is one of the things that I hope and I think will be helpful to me in trying to coach other people, trying to help other people and trying to move them forward in their journey, just being able to draw on a wider experience of, of things, um, maybe than someone who's super into one or two things and that that's what they like. Um, so that's that's what I hope will be helpful to me. I remember doing some email coaching with you and you saying along the lines, like, I think I want to do what you do, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of just like tossing it out there to like, yeah. see how I would bounce it back to you. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my response back was like, absolutely. I have the best fucking life. Why would I not want you to come join me at the table? Yeah. Yeah. And And it was funny because... Christy, actually, um, my wife suggested to me sort of early on in our process, she's like, well, maybe you should just become a life coach too. And I was like, what? I couldn't, I can't, I couldn't do that. How could I, how could I do that? And then I hadn't even mentioned that to you. And you were kind of like, Hey, um, by the way, if, I don't know if you ever thought about that, but you know, think about that. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, this is, this is crazy. And so, yeah, it just kind of, evolve from there. And that was, I, I loved that conversation when I was like, well, I can't just like do what you do. Why wouldn't you want to do what I do? <laughs> and I was like, okay, good point. That That's perfectly true. So, and that was kind of that. And let's talk about that because, you know, you know me now well enough that I'm like, no, everybody should be a coach and everybody should have a coach. Like it's magical and it's amazing. I don't know why anybody would not want to do this. And So let's go there because I also remember that conversation that I told you, I can't reach the people that you are going to reach. Talk specifically who it is that you're a coach for. I think there are, you know, and I perceive this in colleagues and friends and and people I've known. There are a lot of people who even 
the word wellness and things like that are just, you know, almost triggering in a way of just, oh, that's something that I don't care about. I'm not interested in, you know, anybody who's touting that stuff is whatever out, out in left field or whatever. Crunchy. Be crunchy. Exactly. That's a great way to describe it. And and I feel like, you know, we, we being men, especially do ourselves a disservice in that regard. Um, and, and again, not, it's a generalization, not that, not that every man thinks uh, yoga is silly because I've had great male yoga teachers before, but um, you know, men tend to just discredit those things and, and talking about feelings and, and, and whatever. And the way I look at it, is that this is so helpful and transformational, you know, maybe you don't have to engage it in the, in the necessarily the same way I did, but you, you can view it as a tool for your life. And I mean, you know, if you're in medical practice, I mean, why wouldn't you go to, you know, you go to a conference or read a journal to, to, to think about new tools that you can use in your practice for me as a radiologist. Yeah. You know, you read about a new MRI sequence and Hey, maybe that would be helpful. Or, um, actually when you see this lesion, uh, on your, on your MRI, you should be interpreting in, in this way. That's the same thing you should do with your life. I mean, we, we pay so little attention to that, um, you know, in medicine is my only experience, but particularly in medicine, I feel like we, we pay so little attention to sharpening our own blade, you know, for dealing with these, dealing with the challenges we face and everything. And so, so, so that's the way I look at it. And I love that you're coming at it from the physician dad perspective, Mm -hmm. because if you look around the physician coaching world, it's like 90% women. Mm -hmm. They're, they're not there, but yet men predominate the medicine space. And so like disproportionately, that's why I remember telling you like, no, you have to do this because there are so many more people who knew you, Blake Jones. Recently, I was talking with another person that I coach and she's a super subspecialist like you. And she's like, Aaron, you'll be so proud of me. I signed up for this virtual mindfulness conference for healthcare professionals. And she was like, and it sucks. And I was like, what? (laughs) And she was like, I just can't get into it. It's too granola. It's just, it's not, it's just, I can't, I can't do the woo. And I think there, I think that's normal. Like I can't, I can't go all in on the woo either. And I'm a DO. So, you know, I like a little (laughs) woo in my life. And I think that's what you are bringing to the coaching space is, is that, you know, if this doesn't vibe with you, then find the wellness that does vibe with you. And hey, by the way, my name is Blake Jones. I worked with Aaron Wiseman, Queen of Sass. And like, you know, like, and you're going to bring it in a different way. And I just want to tell like listeners out there that that's okay. Like, I think we almost shame ourselves when we go to the like mindfulness conferences or like wellness and like, we don't, it doesn't vibe. And then we're like, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah, I totally feel that. And, and, and again, like, yeah, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you the other day, it's, it's sort of, you know, are you going to be a person who, well, to, to really find wellness, you know, you need to, you need to move to India and, and for three years and, and, and wear hemp for clothes and, and whatever, and live off the land or and nobody, you know, real, that doesn't fit into real practical life. Um, and, and I just feel like you can fit some of these tools and techniques and lessons that you can learn from these other um, sort of, you know, woo type pursuits as you, as you call them 
you can fit it into like a regular life without being a person who's, who's, you know, crunchy as, as a, a long haired friend of Jesus, right. that's another name right. or like a size zero blonde woman in a sports bra and yoga pants, because that's the framework in my head that I'm like, Oh, I don't really do wellness because I don't look like that. And I don't, I don't have this like super peaceful voice. No, I am like a barky chihuahua and like hitting you with tough love, <laughs> but it's just another flavor you know? And so you just have your own special sauce. And I'm just glad that you're putting your special sauce into the world through coaching, specifically coaching male physicians who are dads who want to pay attention to this emotional stuff because they're feeling unfulfilled and they're feeling like something's off, but yet don't want to sit around the campfire and sing Kumbaya with a bunch of women. Right. I love it. Well, for people listening. What do you want them to do after hearing your experience? I think I want people to feel hopefully that I've helped in a way to normalize this type of experience for you. And even, you know, I felt silly at the, at the beginning of my journey with this a little bit of, oh, I haven't been working that long. I don't have any right to feel burnt out or unfulfilled. And, and I would just encourage people to, you know, if you're feeling a similar way, just, just try to get get some, get some coaching. I mean, do it earlier rather than just waiting around to feel that your life is not, um, is not fulfilling or that you feel burnt out or whatever, because what, at the end of the day, what's the point? Somebody might judge you because you, you, you sought some, some coaching, which by the way, the way that people define it is, you know, this, the subject is well and cope and, you know, and is a a whole person, unlike if you're getting, you know, a therapy or a, as, seeing a psychiatrist for, for what, what someone would define as an illness or a disorder, you know, you're a, you're a whole person. You're a, you're a well person. It doesn't make you lesser. It just means that for your life, you are, you know, you're, you're interested in, in living your best life and, and finding the tools that you need to do that. And again, not to, uh, and not that that was meant to sound like I was belittling anyone who would seek therapy or, or psychiatric help. Obviously, you know, people need those things. And if you need those things, then you should definitely get them. But, you know, it, it's that, that's basically what I want people to feel is, you know, that this is not something like you said, only for size zero soccer moms. Um, it's, it's for people to, to live their life better. And even if that just means you feel better about your day-to-day practice and everything, it's something you should definitely try to do. Well, and the other plug that I want to put in for, for you, Blake, you are still practicing radiology. You still plan to practice radiology. This is not a like, oh, I had to give it all up in order to pursue these new dreams. I think if anything, it's like opened up the landscape for you and say like, I can be both. I can be all of everything that I want now. Yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah, I'm seeing opportunities now that I would not have even conceived of prior to starting this journey. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm making plans to actually seize them too, which is another, you know, another big change um, rather than just letting things slide by. Yeah. Cause you don't work with me just to talk. You work with me to process and then do, (laughs) I'm going to push you to the action. Well, and I have to say that you are part of the inspiration of the whole how to start a super crazy business and go PRN clinically series that I did because of some of the conversations that we had around it. I was like, oh, I should actually be telling the world this 
not just like Blake and like a few other individuals one at a time. So thank you for that. Well, thank you because those, I found those super helpful and I'm definitely going to go back and listen again as I, as I go on through my journey too. So thank you for sharing your, your knowledge with the world. Absolutely. And before we wrap this up, I do want to put a plug in for Physician Coaching Alliance. Yes, I'm here at Dr. Me First and I do a lot of fun things through Burnt Out to Badass, but I really do believe that we need more physician coaches in the world. And so Physician Coaching Alliance is that place where I am like rallying the troops. And so in August, I am actually going to be doing a coaching 101 training free to anybody who shows up in you know Zoom form, because I think it is so important that if you've been toying around with the idea, I want to welcome you to the lunch table. I want you to get your tray and come sit next to me and learn all the things that you can so you can go forth into the world and we can all make it better because I can't do it by myself. Blake can't do it by him, his self. But if each of us take this initiative to first help ourselves so that we can then go help our colleagues who then go help our institutions, who then go and change healthcare, damn, medicine's going to be way different in the future. Yeah. I remember you pointing out to me, I thought to myself, well, I can't, you already do this. Well, how, how could I also do it? And you said, even if I helped everybody who works just in your department, I there's no way that I would have time to do all of that. And I thought, oh yeah, you're right. I mean, there are so many physicians and I feel like just about every one of us could probably use this. Absolutely. Well, Blake, thanks for coming and hanging out with me here on the podcast. I love when it's listener turned guest. This is an open invite to anybody else out there. Was it hard? Uh, no, I don't think it was that hard. I hope I did okay. You did wonderful. You did absolutely wonderful. Thanks, friend. Thank you. Hey, are you tired of going at it alone? Well, friend, you don't have to anymore. Come sit with me. I want you to know that it's okay if you need to take a break. It's okay if you need to talk about some real crappy things. It's okay. You're not the first to feel like this, and you don't have to stick it out and be miserable. There is a way out, and there's a whole movement of fierce females in your corner. If you want to come sit with me and be in my community, you will not see me in Facebook groups. I freaking hate Facebook with a deep and fiery passion. <laughs> but what you can do is come over to Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective on Slack. Because guess what? Once a badass, always a badass. And this isn't anything that's paid. It's not anything that I'm like throwing huge promos at you. It is simply a community where I am trying to get people together in the same space so that we can have these kind of conversations safely and in a protected manner that you feel so loved on. It's the whole purpose. So click in the show notes, get over to the Slack group. We do have some community rules. But, you know, that's just how it goes. But I would love to see you in there. I am in there almost every single day having real conversations, posting crazy pictures of my kids and gifts, all that good stuff. And I want you in there, too. So come on over. Come sit with me. One last thing before we go, remember Advice Media. 
don't forget to schedule a consult with them to receive your Amazon gift card and strategic insight on what your current digital marketing is doing or is not doing for you. So contact Advice Media at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash advice media. Again, it's drpodcastnetwork.com backslash advice media. So there you go. Great episode today. It's so super good to be back on the mic. If you have a particular topic you want to talk about, get over in the Slack group. Tell me all about it. I would love to hear from you. (laughs) Seriously, I would. So jump in the Slack group. That's where you're having a lot of great conversations. And as always, I want to remind you, your life, your calling, your pulse absolutely matters. Heavy lips.